0: Hello, Internet. You're listening to Genius Cast with Scott and Mike. I'm Scott. He's
1: Mike. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Scott. It has been a while, so it's It's fun to be talking about the
0: Genius again. It's been a while since we've talked for the first time again, right? Right. There we go. Welcome, everyone out there. If uh, you don't know what we're doing, uh, this is a preview podcast for Season 1 of The Genius, a television show that Mike and I have each watched probably four or five times. So uh, why are we previewing a show that we've seen before? Why, that is for you. We want you to take this journey with us. We're going to have a spoiler-free run through the first uh, three seasons of The Genius. We've already podcasted for season four of The Genius. So don't go back and listen to our old work because you will be massively spoiled. But uh, this is a, a fantastic show. Uh, it, it debuted in South Korea uh, before anyone in America, of course, was, was super aware of it. So there, there were no podcasts about The Genius for a long time. And as people stateside are starting to catch up to the show, we're hoping to provide them with uh, someone to sort of talk to about it, someone to to join them for the ride. Because, uh, Mike, you and I, when we watched the show for the first time, we just were, like, jumping out of our skin to talk to someone about it, and there wasn't anybody. There was no content. It was just the show.
1: Yeah, it wasn't really until around season four that there was an active community of people talking about the show while it was airing. And honestly, if you're listening to this podcast or if you've been directed to this podcast, it's probably because someone you know has been a big fan of this show. Someone who so, loves you
0: very much and is doing a very wonderful thing for you, pointing that's you That's right. direction.
1: They really care because they're setting you up for a damn good time. And we want to be your guides on that damn good time because so, we've watched it too many times now and can help.
0: So um, you should follow us on Twitter. Do not go back and read our old tweets from, like, the summer when Season 4 was airing, because I'm sure we were very spoiler-heavy on that. But moving forward, we will not be. We will be tweeting uh, sort of in sync with what's going on on The Genius uh, as we are going through with these podcasts. You can follow me at WhoIsScottGreen. Mike, you can follow at Michael Botta. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-B-O-T-T-A. Botta with two T's, uh, one O, one 1-A, and 1-B, but not in the order that I just said. You have to do it. That's
1: Mike like the 80s band, Mike and the Mechanics, Botta like famous Italian oh, architect. It Mike
0: Botta, not Michael Botta. Uh,
1: you know, I always screw that up. You're right. My own, I don't know my own Twitter account. It's wait. Michael Botta.
0: You're right. All right. Yeah. I was going to say, we can, we can send the intern to look this up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's hard to pick which intern to use. I feel like and ass. Like all the interns are equally good to do this
1: task. So how The do you whole team. One? The whole team is champing at the bit to do this one.
0: Yeah. Wait, let's uh, hey, team. Come on in here for a second. Say hello. Chop, chop. All right. Great. Tumbleweeds. That's all of them. All right. So here we go. Let's let's get into it. Let's start. um, Mike, you want to tell everybody just the basic, basic, basic outline. What is The Genius?
1: The Genius is the best South Korean celebrity reality TV show you will ever watch. And I, I recognize that's not exactly a hard sell when you hear it. Like why on earth? would you want to watch a show featuring celebrities who you've never heard of in a it's language also, that you don't speak?
0: It's also not necessarily true. It's just the best one that we know of at this point.
1: Oh, that's true. There could be other ones that are way better that it's we just haven't seen.
0: pretty good. It, it, anything that tops it, uh, we'll, we'll get on that podcast right away too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, but think about it this way. So the genius is, you know, to use a term that I, I've thought of here a couple times, it, it's Ocean's Eleven style meets QI. So you collect a bunch of very smart... Uh, clever people, and every week have them play some type of uh, competitive game. It might be a casino type game. It might be a board game that is extremely uh, intricate and complicated. Uh, Heck, it might be rock, rock, paper, scissors. But it's something with a twist that's going to require people to build alliances, negotiate with one another, and ultimately uh, work together while only being able to have a, a couple of people win at any given time.
0: And with very uh, limited exceptions, uh, even the complicated games will be simple enough for you to follow along at home. The show is very good at at getting you instructions and, and rules in a way that 's not intrusive and not uh, not annoying
1: yeah, so but one of the things we can talk about when we say what the show is is that it 's extremely well put together it 's a shiny package with great visual design, great audio design, fantastic, clear narration that helps you follow. So the fact that you're watching the show in another language honestly doesn't actually come into play all that often as long as you figure out a couple of simple rules to get things started.
0: Yeah, my bad uh, analogy is it's kind of it's kind of like uh, like scuba diving. Like you go underwater and you're underwater. You're like only functioning by virtue of uh, of like your scuba tank. And in the case of watching the genius, by virtue of the subtitles. But you're so immersed in this world, like you don't even notice it until you're back up on the surface or like back outside of like your
1: genius watching experience. Yeah, exactly. And you've got like a really good GPS in front of you, which are sort of the, all the visual cues that they're putting on screen to uh, help you understand. Uh, just in terms of the structure of the game. So every week, one player is eliminated. The way that that happens is that uh, if you ever watched MTV's The Challenge, essentially every week there's a death match where whoever the loser is, or you know, as we evolve in the game, multiple losers uh, get to pick someone to match themselves up against. They have a... Usually a one-on-one challenge, and the loser of that challenge goes home. Uh, That happens every week until we're down to two people, and they have a final face-off of what we are called on the show the Deathmatch games. So the Deathmatch is that one-on-one battle. But eventually we'll go from our full list of starting characters down to just one Genius winner.
0: Yeah, and along the way there's other goals besides just winning the main matches and avoiding losing Deathmatches. The basic strategy in the Genius is don't go to the Deathmatch, because if you don't go to the Deathmatch, you can't get eliminated. But aside from that, there are also there's a currency within the game called a garnet. There are these little cubes that the players have. Each player starts the season with one garnet and ultimately the garnets accumulate. Uh, the winner of each death match takes the losers' garnets. and at the end of the season, the winners garnets are turned into money. Essentially, the, the conversion rate is, is about $1,000 US dollars per garnet. So the players can use these garnets any way they want. You can you, you win them in games. some games you can spend your garnets for an advantage. You can bribe other players, which we see sometimes. There's, there's a lot you can do with this in-game currency that's it's very important for the players. And it's such a, such a unique wrinkle that we don't have in any American game shows that we've seen.
1: Yeah, I mentioned uh, this game has a lot to do with negotiation. So the Garnets play a big role in that sometimes. You can use them to your advantage. You can trade them. You can give them to people as gifts, or you can give give them to buy favors. And that's going to come in handy a lot as we see the game develop.
0: That's right. So uh, what we're going to do on the rest of the podcast today, we are going to talk about the players you're going to see. We're going to talk about some of the some of the nuances of Korean culture that will be important to know, or at least very helpful to know, and uh, we'll sort of give you the guide of, of what you need to navigate uh, to navigate this this first season of The Genius again, without any spoiler information.
1: Yeah, and I'll throw in a couple things that people have asked questions about, you know, just early on here. Um, Korea is an interesting country with lots of different monopolies and duopolies. And so uh, this show is on a network called TVN, which you'll see a lot when you watch the videos. TVN, not the biggest station in Korea, but it's owned by one of the most powerful companies in Korea, uh, which is CNJ e and uh, One of the reasons that they're so popular is that they own uh, the music rights for all of music, essentially all music rights for every pop culture song that gets produced in the United States or Europe or most of the world goes through this one clearinghouse in Korea. Uh, the reason that's important is that you'll notice that the Genius has an incredibly very diverse pop culture soundtrack of songs that are used very well throughout the show. Uh, part of that is because their comp- their parent company already owns the rights to everything, so they have pretty much carte blanche to do whatever they want. Uh, I'm pretty sure they could just like play the Beatles' White Album on a loop in the background throughout the entire show, and that would be no problem for them. Season 5. <laughs> Sorry, the Genius, Beatles. So, um, all
0: right. So, you want to get into some of the players we're going to meet in season number one? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, we're gonna we're gonna present these players in the order they are introduced in the very beginning of episode one. We we before the opening credits, we see the players uh, receiving their invitations to play the game, and we're gonna start. Uh, we're gonna start with Kim Hyundong, who on the show is known as Kim Gura. That's his his stage name, Kim Gura. Uh, and and players. Uh, in, in Korea, the surname comes first, so Kim would be essentially his last name, his family name, uh, and players are referred to by their familiar names, so so uh, he'll be known on the show as Gura. So Gura is a comedian, he's, uh, I think he's probably the oldest player, right, the oldest player
1: this season? Either him or Jimmy Cha, who we're going to talk about in a minute, um, and, and I think one thing that'll be helpful to understand is that this is a celebrity game show, but the range of star power of these people is very different across the board. And I think one of the things we can do is try to give you a little bit of relative understanding of how popular these people are or how well known they are in Korea. Hopefully with some you know we'll try to come up with some analogies about you know who these people roughly are. Uh Gura, though is very famous. He is going to be very close to if not the top of the list. He's uh, number there, 2. Yeah, there's a reason they introduced him first. It's that I'd say for the broadest age range, he's probably the most recognizable person in the cast. He's on TV constantly in Korea. He's got like 800 different TV shows. Uh, one of them is like a cash cab, except without the cash. He drives a taxi around the city and interviews celebrities in Korea. Um, so he's all over the
0: place. Think of like Billy Crystal mixed with Regis Philbin, but younger.
1: Exactly. I think that that's a a solid analogy. Maybe some Dick Clark thrown in there too, because he wears a lot of loud suits and is on TV during major national events.
0: There you go. Uh, yes. So, so he's, um, because of his age, because of his reputation, uh, the other players uh, give him a lot of uh, a lot of deference. They give him a wide berth.
1: Yeah, everyone on this show knows who Kim Gura is, which is not going to be the case of everyone on the uh, in the cast. Correct.
0: So, uh, so he's introduced first, uh, and Kim Gura is uh, one of the easier players to tell uh, apart from the others. Uh, we'll get to this in a second. There are some who, who look kind of similar, so we'll talk you through that. But so Gura is the uh, is is the older gentleman who does not wear glasses. <laughs> i'll do yeah yeah and he'll he's he's loud and you'll he's i believe he's the first player you can identify as the players begin to interact uh he stands out the quickest so next up is kim Kungran. ran a news presenter
1: yeah so kyung ran is well known throughout korea for being not just uh, a news presenter but also now a pretty popular tv variety show guest and host uh Korean TV, I'd and say in general, a, a little different than American TV. Uh, it is very personality-driven. Like There are lots of shows that are just people sitting around together in prime time talking. And Kyung Ran is a very popular one of those. So she's on lots of different shows as a guest or as a presenter and is, is relatively well-known to folks watching TV at home.
0: Yeah, there's something of, a, of like a celebrity reality show tour in Korea that you have a lot of the same people who appear on multiple of these celebrity uh reality game shows which are which are more popular over there. Here we have more regular people inserted into these situations and in South Korea it's more common to see celebrities, a lot of B list celebrities, and then your occasional Kim Gura. So someone who's on this show is, you know, they, they a lot of these people tend to make the rounds amongst right, them. Right. So exactly. King Ram's one of the people on the circuit. So uh next up is Cha Uram. Uram is a professional pool
1: player. Yeah so Uram's here for her like amazing, sort of mathematical and geometric abilities. Like she's known in the country and she's on TV herself a lot within the context of you know, poker events, or excuse me, not poker, uh, pool events. Uh, she's won quite a few tournaments. Uh, so she's someone who would be recognizable as someone who is very good at their chosen profession.
0: Yeah. So she, uh, right, right. That's exactly right. It doesn't hurt that, uh, that as she's described in the introduction, she's got charming looks as well. Um, so, you know, the idea is can she sort of lay the trap? For the for the other players, uh, as she would in a game of pool. Uh, next up, we have Lee Junsak. Junsak jun is a politician. He's a Harvard graduate. He's described as a Harvard Umchana. Umchena is a Korean word that it's basically the uh, the person that like your mom's friend's son who you're always compared to. Uh, someone like you, Mike. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Jun-sak. Much like me, speaks English, which is very exciting. Much, yeah, uh, similar.
0: So, yeah, you, yeah,
1: you pretty much do. Okay. That's right. That's right. We both got some English language skills. Uh, yeah, just as Scott mentioned, Harvard grad, which will come up a lot here in the show. Uh, Harvard in Korea is synonymous with super smart person. So they'll they'll mention it for any uh, cast member, genius contestant who went to Harvard, it'll come up. Uh, Jin Sok's also known for being a politician. So he has run for a few different things and you know, held some elected offices in Korea. And he's also an entrepreneur. I think he's something like an agent, like a talent agent on the side as well. So Jin he has got his hand in many different pots. He's here because he is a smarty pants who went to Harvard.
0: There you go. Uh, yeah, one of, the, one of the smarter people on the cast, one of the people with more like sort of raw, like he will, he'll be able to outthink you uh, a large percentage of the time. Uh, next up is Hong Jin Ho. Jin Ho is a professional gamer, and he is famous for never winning anything. He took second place in 22 like, major professional gaming matches, and he won zero times.
1: Yeah, so he is the well-known uh, number two in, in Korean gaming. Uh, something else you should know here is that uh, video gaming, competitive gaming, is a huge deal in Korea, uh, televised. People know who successful video gamers are. Uh, Jin-ho is well-known for you know, his rivalries with other famous StarCraft players, the fact that he was always in the big tournaments but never won those big tournaments. So he's not so a, he's a
0: professional bridesmaid.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's not a big tv variety person but he is a you know the equivalent of a famous athlete who never won the big one in korea uh
0: he is charles barkley
1: no he's not charles barkley
0: that'd be fun though they should get charles barkley on season five (laughs)
1: it's just uh i would love to see jinho hosting inside the genius before every episode (laughs) We get the telestrator you can uh
0: like Jeff Probst at the season 31 finale. just oh, perfect. Yeah, uh, And uh, it's also important to note that Junsock and Jinho look so much alike that even the other characters remark on it. So if you can't tell them apart uh, at first, uh, you will you will figure it out. Um, I would say that the more circular head would be Junsock when you consider the hair and the haircut and everything, like the look for round, and it's
1: Junsock you found all round head all round head sock.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't know if there's a better way to distinguish them but um yeah um uh, they will be similar in appearance but you you will um figure that out so uh that's that's one to look for and uh it doesn't help that in the first episode everybody's wearing black so it's not even like they'd say well like this guy is wearing yellow and this guy's wearing polka dots so you can no they're both wearing black because everyone's wearing black so um, yeah.
1: Yeah, everyone's very dressed up for the first episode to give it that sort of oceans 11 uh, casino vibe. And we will see that change. There will become, there will be more variety in attire as things develop. I'm going with my way.
0: If the head is round, it's Junsock you found.
1: Thanks. Johnny if the Cochran. head
0: is flat, then Jinho is where you're at.
1: Yeah. Rock salad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So uh, you're, you're welcome uh, America and actually the world, because as we know, we, we have, quite a wide international audience. We keep talking about things in context of American culture, but um, I, I know we have fans uh, uh, across the world. So, so uh, next up is Choi Chang-yap. Choi Chang-yap is an actor. He's not a super famous actor, He's uh, but he's been in some stuff.
1: Yeah, he was on a, a show or a movie called School 2013. Uh, I think it was a TV show, and, and he basically played a a high school student he is one of the uh like pop idols in this cast like the kind of guy that you could imagine would be in glossy magazines and on posters in teenage girls rooms yeah
0: and if acting doesn't work out then he'll be selling glossy magazines at the newsstand
1: that's right so exciting uh
0: next up is kim sungyu sungyu is a pop star you mentioned earlier that gura might be the most famous or second most famous person in the cast, Sungyu gives him a run for his money. Sungyu is Korean Justin Bieber, or as I like to call him, Justin krieber
1: You've you've said that many times, many many times. Yeah, but it,
0: nobody's nobody's heard me say that before because this is our new first podcast, so it, it, I, it's all fresh.
1: That's yeah. right. If you if you make it all the way through season four, you'll just hear you'll hear that come up in retrospect all the time. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Sungyu, he's he's like the Bieber. He's like the head of One Direction. Scott and I are now you know, old people in our early 30s, and I couldn't tell you who was actually in One Direction, but I would imagine that that's Harry, pretty Liam, good.
0: Yeah, uh, This came up on Learn League a bunch. I don't know if it was before your time, but.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll tell you a little bit about who we are at the end of this, but uh, we're both big Learned League competitors, if you know what that is, but uh, we'll, fill you, we'll fill you in later.
0: Yeah, all right. Um, and uh, uh, so, Sung, so like, imagine Justin Bieber being dropped into a game show where intelligence is really important but then imagine that like he's actually secretly kind of cunning um and you've got you've got
1: Sun-yoo. Yeah, great hair. Also great hair.
0: I think Bieber is kind of cunning actually. I don't think B- I think I think Bieber is probably smarter than his reputation which isn't saying it's I mean that's like damning with faint praise I guess.
1: Yeah, I uh I have two good friends who went on their honeymoon recently and ended up in a bungalow right next to Justin Bieber and they have some fantastic stories. So
0: well, I didn't say he's uh, a good decision-maker. I just he, think he's probably a, a little bit like less stupid than than public perception would indicate.
1: I'll go with that. I'll but with I do that. want to
0: hear those stories, so we'll, we'll talk about that off the air. You got it. <laughs> uh, I love being on the inside. Yeah, Tang Yap and Song Yu are also going to look very similar. Uh, the, in fact, uh, uh, they might look more similar than than Jinseok and Jinho. Um, they... Sick, yeah. Uh, stupid rhyme. I don't have a stupid rhyme for this one. What do What do you got?
1: No, I just uh, they they both have sort of bowl haircuts that are that are going to stand out. Um, I think one thing here we'll, we'll talk about how uh, Korean relationships and how Korean language has you address different people. So there will be a helpful way you'll be able to distinguish Seung-yoo, uh given his relationship to some of the other people in the cast, and we can talk about that in a minute.
0: Yeah. Um, also, like it's it's worth noting that as with Jin Ho and Jin Sok, like the, you'll, you'll quickly be able to figure out the difference just in the way that they interact with people, uh, the way that they, they communicate with the other players. And um, again, like as, as we move along uh, for any of the pairs, like obviously as, as a reality show moves on, either people are going to be eliminated and then you have only got one to worry about anyway, or they'll wear different things and you'll, Figured out. Okay, well, today this guy's wearing whatever, that guy's wearing the other thing. So it's it's really like after episode one, it's much less of a problem when when not everybody's wearing black anymore. So, so yeah, all right. Uh, Choi Jung Moon is a very smart person. I believe that's that's all her thing is, right? That's her gimmick.
1: Yeah, Jung Moon's there because she's a Mensa member and a student. uh She evidently has like a tremendous memory. And like a tremendous repository for facts, so that 's one of the things that comes up yep so
0: she's not she 's not super famous I, I guess she 's somewhat known but uh like more than a random smart person would be in the united states, but she's not she 's not like really a
1: celebrity yeah she 's known because she 's been a guest in some of those variety type shows we mentioned, doing like mental feats, things like that, uh, but not all the time she 's no Kim Kimura, uh, unlikely that most people would recognize her
0: right. All right, next up is Kim Minseo. Minseo is an auctioneer. And these are some of the skills, when you think about the genius, these are some of the skills that you think might might be really important because uh, you know, an auctioneer has to be a fast thinker. They've, there's, you've, you've got to have some salesmanship to you, which is important in a social game. Uh, you've, uh, yeah, used to, she's used to high stakes environments. Yeah, high, a lot of pressure. Um, and the math skills inherent to a, a bidding situation. Uh, and, and you figure you, you put all those things together plus having to be in front of, of groups of, of contentious, important people who are trying to acquire the same thing, it, it seems like a, like a good place to start for a contestant on The Genius.
1: Yeah, and, and I think uh, Minseo will stand out. She's one of the older women in the cast. No offense, Minseo, don't come after me here in America. Uh, I don't know how old she is, but I'm assuming she is the oldest female cast member this season.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um yeah, she and she doesn't have like a doppelganger like some of the other players do. Um so, yeah, she's she's uh she's got a, a unique background. She's not a celebrity, which again, um could help or hurt just depending on on the situation. Do you want to blend in? Do do you want to take charge? Uh so, not a celebrity, but a very unique skill set for for Kim min safe uh, next up is Lee Sangman. Lee Sangmin, uh, Sangmin is a is a former pop star. He was in a in a group called RuRa, a hip hop group called RuRa. What about twenty years ago?
1: Yeah, yeah, twenty years ago is just about exactly right. He was the evidently the least popular, popular member of Rura, RuRa, or the least, least famous, famous member of RuRa. But since then, uh, has gone on to have a varied career. I'd I'd say like the American analogy is like he's like InSync's Joey Fatone. Uh, Finished up his time in the boy band and has done some acting, has been a TV presenter, has had a bunch of failed businesses and owes a lot of people a lot of money. Uh, so he's well known in Korea, uh, both from his past and from his present on TV as a regular member of these panel shows and variety shows. And he needs the money.
0: Yeah, he's, think of him as like uh, his importance of ru- in Rura. Think of the three tenors. He's not Pavarotti. He's not Domingo. He, he's the other guy. He's that guy. He's Carreras. There you go. So,
1: another solid learned league question, right?
0: There. <laughs> yeah, that's coming up next season. Yep. Uh, and uh, he he will look uh, somewhat similar to Kim Poong, a cartoonist. He does webtoons. Um, he's also on other reality shows, such as like Smell My Fridge or something. What was the other one that we heard? That he was what's on? in my fridge? Well, whatever. Yeah, what's in my fridge?
1: Uh, so, Poong, uh, not particularly famous, but you know, I guess if you're an avid. He's on uh, the circuit. Yeah, if you're an avid cartoon reader, if your daily commute involves checking out the funny pages uh, you might you might know who Pung is i think he actually does like graphic novels and comic books and stuff so i thought it was webtoons is it what uh, i think that that is somebody who we're going to encounter in a, in a later but i think season. they're both I think, I think it's webtoons for for all cartoons. is it for both of them? okay well but, he's, an, he's an artist he's occasionally on tv he's in the lower tier of famous people in this cast
0: yes he is and uh he and sangman are both wearing uh thick frame glasses so to tell them apart uh Pung has the more squared glasses, like the, the sharper angles on his glasses, and Sangman has the rounder glasses.
1: That's right. Also uh as we'll talk about in uh in, in episode one, uh because some of these people are different levels of famous, uh they'll start talking very quickly about their their boyhood crushes or their fandom of some different people. So They'll be able to tell folks apart by how they relate to one another. As well. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, it's not us, but it happens in, like, the first minute of the first episode. Yeah, Pung, Pung liked Sangman and Rura. ra so. Yeah,
1: huge ru fan, Pung, it turns out. Huge fan. Who's, who isn't?
0: Is, wasn't Sangman also, didn't he have, like, a cameo in uh, Opa Gangnam style?
1: Uh, <laughs> is it, I don't think Sangman does. So Hongchul, who we'll talk about oh, in yeah. season two, does. That's right. And a couple of other folks who you will encounter. Yeah. All right. Someone
0: was in... Hey, there's a, there's a tie into something you've heard of, though. Opa Gangnam style.
1: That's right. Yeah. Just imagine all of these people doing that dance right now. because you're <laughs> don't, be, don't be that racist, actually. There's, not everyone is the only Korean person you know.
0: I'll just I'll just give you more rope, and you can keep hanging yourself. Mike. That's fine. <laughs> Next up is Jimmy Cha. Jimmy Cha is uh, – uh, his, his actual name is Cha Min-Soo, but everyone calls him Jimmy Cha or Teacher Cha. He is a professional gambler. He's a go player. He's a poker player. He, uh, he's very well known. There was like a movie based on his life. Uh, the, on the, on the show, on the genius, there are three dealers, three, uh, people hired by production, help run the games and sort of, uh, fade into the background and make sure the games are running smoothly. And he knows at least one of them from all his, his casino connections.
1: Right. Uh, so something to note about Korean TV is that most Korean television presenters are not very wealthy. Uh, Jimmy Cha, teacher Cha. He's a pretty rich guy, so he is well known for his success. He's not well known for constantly being on TV, but he is pretty famous in Korea. He does not constantly go on television shows, though.
0: Yeah, and uh, yeah, so and he's he's uh, an older gentleman as well. So uh, as we'll looks talk like about, Gura,
1: but is wearing glasses. Yeah,
0: yeah, Gura, glasses Gura. No, that's that's really confusing because now now I'm thinking Gura is going to have glasses, but he doesn't. No. Ruining it. This one wasn't confusing. You won't be confused by this one. You're not <laughs> going to confuse Gura and Cha. So It'll work out mind. just
1: fine. Yeah.
0: Uh, all right. And finally, we have Park Yoonji. Yoonji is a weathercaster.
1: Yeah. Yoonji, uh, TV, so on TV, on the news. Uh, something also interesting to note about Yunji is that she is also, like, on the side, has a makeup business. So she has lots of YouTube videos and teaches lots of people in Korea how to properly apply their makeup. So she, not only is she well known from people watching TV, but She's got quite a fandom with like Korean teenage girls and young women in terms of like teaching them good makeup techniques,
0: which is kind of ironic because she's had a ton of plastic surgery and it is very open about it. There was uh someone sent me a clip of her on like a talk show where they showed the before picture next to her. And it's like, you know, just, all right. So you're good at makeup, but like the main thing is you're good at having enough money to have this really amazing cosmetic surgery.
1: I did not know that. I just thought she was like really, really good at makeup.
0: <laughs> yeah that's that's a new level of being good with makeup yeah um so yeah she's a she's a weathercaster she's she's also on the circuit of like being on various shows to you know famous to be famous kind of thing we see with some of the other people on the show um she's you know not like not like Minseo or, or jung moon where you're you're expecting like a ton out of her um but she's she's just someone who's gonna be much more comfortable being there in front of the cameras than some of the other players. Uh, so she's, she's ready for
1: that. Yeah, absolutely. I, w- one of the things that will come into play here over the course of the season is that because a lot of these people know each other or are on the same circuit, they treat each other with a lot of uh, respect and kindness. It's not exactly as cutthroat as some other shows that you might have seen. It's not the same thing as Survivor or Big Brother in America.
0: Well, it, not, uh, not always, but there are points when it does, it does get pretty cutthroat. When yeah. someone's back is against the wall, um you you never know what they might be capable of
1: that's right and and at times it'll happen but i'd say overall this is a relatively collegial group who are not gonna uh they they have outside interests outside of the game as well so they're going to treat each other with respect and not be uh doing incredibly shady things at least in the first season of the show
0: that's correct and uh and you might think that that might take something away from it that you might you might enjoy the aspect of survivor where everyone is out for themselves and they'll do anything it takes to not get let out, but it actually works and it's not going to be without getting into it. uh, You're not going to feel let down by the fact that these people have other
1: interests in, in their lives. Yeah, definitely not. And also keep in mind, they don't all have those same interests with all of one another. So folks are willing to do some things with some people. They may not would maybe wouldn't be willing to do with other folks and they're all very clever so it's going to come out in many different ways over the course of the season,
0: right? Right, but only one of them can be the genius. So a couple more things you need to know, uh, or you, you should know to watch the show. Uh, some uh, aspects of like Korean culture that are going to seep in. The first one, and this one's going to be pretty blatant if you're if you're used to more Westernized shows, is the the gender gap on the genius. Mike, you want to address
1: that real quick? Yes, there. Are, you know, you can, you'll notice from the list of people that we went through, but there are many more men than women on this season and on every season of The Genius. Uh, let's see. There are one, two, three, four, five women and eight men on season one. Uh, it's not the 50-50 split you might be used to. Uh, I'd say that that's something cultural here. There are more uh, male celebrities. And for a show like this, there's probably some sexism in Korean culture in general that thinks that you're better suited to having these games of intellect happen with men than with women. It's You see some, uh,
0: you see some extreme versions of things that we've seen uh, that, that American uh, listeners will be familiar with, with American shows where uh, there's different standards for men and women on the show. It's a little more extreme on the show where uh, a, a woman who wants to take charge and, and be the boss is going to be seen uh, a lot more negatively than a man who wants to step up and take charge. And that for women, a lot of times the best thing to do is to, Uh, take a step back and and be a little more of a
1: wallflower. Yeah. So they'll call you, they might call someone bossy. They might have like flame daggers coming out of her eyes. Um, That's another thing. Just note in general, there's a lot of animation and stuff on the screen. Like they'll put up visual cues. They'll put words on the screen. It might look like sixties Batman where it's like bang and pow and things like that, but with slightly more interesting words. So there'll be some animations on the screen. Uh, One way that'll come out is that, yeah, just like what Scott said, Uh, it is definitely more notable when the show reacts to a woman taking charge than it is to a man taking charge. So for us folks who, you know, are more used to American standards of gender equality, it definitely comes off as a little strange, especially when you're starting.
0: Yeah. But like I said, you're, you're underwater, you got the scuba suit, so you'll, you'll acclimate to it. Uh, you don't have to like it, but it's, it's not something that's onerous when you're watching the show.
1: Oh yeah, and we definitely want to acknowledge it because it, it will you'll notice it at some times.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, and now there's also a few other words you're gonna to want to know, or else you're gonna wonder who these these mystery characters are who you never see, such as Hyung and and Hubei. Yeah, um, Hyung, Hyung is, <laughs> on, is on the show every episode. It's amazing. <laughs> My goodness, never gets never gets eliminated.
1: Yeah. So we just told you these people's names, and now we should go ahead and tell you that they won't always be referred to by name. Part of the reason for that is that you know in speaking Korean. A lot of it has to do with you address people based on your relationship to them. Uh, So let's talk to you about four words that will come up a lot. Uh, The first is hyung. So it's H-Y-U-N-G, I think, in the English translation of it. Uh, Hyung is the word you use for a male who is older than you. If you are a male. Yeah, if you're a male.
0: So so Uh, basically, let's uh, let's simplify this even more. These four terms are, if you're younger than someone, you wouldn't refer to the. It's like it's like sir, or madam, but it's very formal. So uh, a man has like if you're a, if you're a young guy, you call an older man a hyung, and you call an older woman nuna. And if you're a younger female, you would call an older man opa and an older woman uni. So if you're a man, it's hyung and nuna for an older man or woman, and if you're a female, it's opa and uni for an older man or woman. So when you hear those terms come up, um, they're just referring whoever they're talking to or talking about. They're just referring to them. Uh, with a term of of respect, term of deference.
1: Exactly, uh, two other words that are going to come up a lot. Have to do with uh, sort of profession and relationships within professions. Uh, I, I guess you could say that Korea has a culture of like apprenticeship or of deference to people who are older than you in the same profession. So let me give you the example. There are two people who very clearly are in the same profession in this cast. Uh, Yu, who is the pop star. And Sangman, who is the '90s pop star, so who used to be a pop star, you could say, has been a pop star for longer.
0: Right. So, so, so hypothetically, if these two guys are interacting with each other at some point in the season, you might you might hear uh, the younger one, Sungyu, refer to the older one, Sangman, as Sunbei, and Sangman right, might refer to Sungyu as Hubei. And you might see the same thing with, uh, like, theoretically, with like Jimmy Cha and one of the dealers. Jimmy Cha might call the dealer. Uh, Hubei and the dealer might call him Sunbei because they're in the same profession and, and Cha is older. So so that yeah. sort of thing. And
1: this will all happen in the first episode. Like There will be plenty of them acknowledging that they're in the same field. Uh, there's also the expectation that if uh, there's someone senior to you who is in the same field, you're going to treat them with some deference. So it definitely creates some activation energy to want to betray someone like that who's in the same field as you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it'll come up in like how you're talking about people, but also sort of in how the game gets played. That's right. So Um, and one more word is, is dong saying, and that's
0: for someone who is like a student, someone who is, uh, usually someone younger who is learning from you. So, uh, those are, those are some words to be aware of. Even if you don't have those words all memorized, at least when they come up, you'll, you'll sort of know like what's going on. Yeah. There's no
1: one named young and there's no one named Nuna. Just keep that in mind and you'll be good. Keep that in mind and you'll be doing fine. That's right. As long as you keep burping, it'll be okay. I miss Keith nail. It's only been like three days. Been, I know we're recording this just after the survivor second chance finale, but I just, I just love Keith nail. What can I say? Wow.
0: All right. Uh, so before we, we finish this up, uh, we should also tell you, Oh, the, the way to get the episode, you're going to want to know how to find the episode. This is key. Um, season one's episodes are on YouTube. Future episodes are on uh daily motion, but the links are all the, the translations are all done by, Bumptedly a mysterious, godlike figure who has enough free time and knowledge to translate Korean shows into English. And to find those shows, what you're going to do is you're going to go to bxrme.tumblr.com. And when you do that, um, uh, you are going to uh, want to scroll quickly all the way to the bottom of the screen without looking at pictures or anything like that. And that'll take you. Uh, that'll take you to
1: seasons one and two. Yeah, I, a quick way to think about this is we'll put links in the description. We'll, we'll put, put links, links on our website. Easy. Yeah, uh, there are actually a lot of different ways to get access to the show. There, these episodes are all on the web, so there's no like you don't have to go out and torrent and, and find your way in the dark web or anything like that. They're all on YouTube or on Daily Motion. Daily Motion is like European YouTube. Um, they're also if you have a Chromecast that little TV device or a a Roku, you can send these episodes to your TV. So you can watch them on your, your big screen. You don't have to necessarily watch them on your phone or laptop, which is a nice way to sit on your couch and catch up with your favorite Korean celebrity game show. Yeah, that's
0: So, uh, yeah, we'll put the link in the, in the show notes on this podcast, but it's BXRME.tumblr.com and um you're gonna want to get to uh, the way that it's it's arranged on here seasons one and two were translated and uploaded as a single post so when you get to that post you're gonna make sure you get to the episode one of season one not episode one of season
1: all of season one's on youtube you can also there will just be a youtube playlist you can save it or favorite it and just keep going back to it from there and Mm -hmm. then watch them all on your computer on your phone on Chromecast, wherever
0: yeah so uh before we go uh we should probably introduce ourselves since we'll be your tour guides over the coming uh, weeks, months, years, decades, and um,
1: centuries. So, uh, Mike, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, as I mentioned, my name is Mike Vada. Uh, I was on The Genius Season 6, The Genius the Amazon. Uh, no, that, that's not true. So, I've never been on The Genius. I'm an American. I don't speak Korean. Uh, just a fan of this show. I found it on the internet like a lot of people did. Started watching. Uh, Scott and I have known each other for a long time. So Scott and I started talking about it uh, at some point down the line and have just stuck with it because it's so entertaining uh, and brings me much joy episode by episode. Uh, Let's see. So I'm a health economist by training and a negotiation teacher. So uh, health economics does not come up very often on the genius, but negotiation does. So hopefully I can bring some of that to bear when we're talking about things that happen.
0: And as we said before, a Harvard graduate, uh, you went
1: to Harvard for grad school, correct? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I went to a fancy pants school at some point along the way. But I'm from from—I'm uh, from Brooklyn, which you might note at some point by the random sirens you might hear in the background of this podcast, even though I try to stay away from the windows. Um, but my New York sensibilities and brashness might uh, give you some idea of characters that I will support over the course of the season. Uh, my name is Scott Green. I'm a professional magician
0: from Chicago, Illinois. I have a law degree that I wound up never using. I went to law school. I mastered the art of deception, and now as a magician, I put that power to use for good. So uh, I am a professional children and family entertainer. You can find me at thegreatscott.com for all your family event needs in the in the greater Chicagoland area. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm married. I have I have a son who is almost three. I have a daughter who is three months. Um, so that's pretty neat. <laughs> uh, I also am a former game show winner myself. I was on who wants to be a millionaire in 2012 and I won more than $50,000, which was pretty great.
1: <laughs> you, can, you can watch them on YouTube.
0: I recommend, I recommend, well, I don't I'd say recommend watching on YouTube, but I recommend winning $50,000 because that's
1: uh that's a thrill. It sounds good. It sounds, it just, just, it's almost as if you came in second place on Big Brother. Just think yes. about it that way.
0: Yeah, except it took me one afternoon.
1: Yeah, that's slightly better.
0: Uh, it's uh, Yeah, better hourly rate. Better <laughs> hourly rate when the winner gets sacked in any of these shows. So
1: um, Some other random stuff. So Scott and I are both big trivia people. We're in Learned League, which we mentioned, which might come up as we go. Um, we have known each other since we were in high school because we've been watching Survivor for a long time. And we played about together
0: it. in the very first online Survivor game, which was also the very last Survivor game I ever played.
1: That's right, same here. Yeah. Same here. Yep. Uh, it's been a while, uh, which is the exact phrase from the song that I used to start this podcast. It has been a while that we have known each other uh, and we will keep it up throughout these podcasts. But, but one note, so as you enter this rabbit hole, there's a lot of genius to watch. There are four seasons to date. Uh, I say to date, fingers crossed, there will be more. Uh, so we'll probably rotate some people in and out. We'll probably bring in some guest hosts, people you're you know, familiar with who have, are also big genius fans who have been watching the show and want to talk about it. So we will be your tour guides. We will also have some additional guest tour guides join us along the way.
0: Yeah, based on scheduling, uh, I'll expect to be here for every episode. Mike will be here uh, for most episodes, and there will be some pleasant surprises, um, maybe some unpleasant surprises in terms of who's guest hosting with us. But yeah, we're going to try to have a guest on uh, for every, every single episode to discuss the show with us. And, uh, as we've said before, we promise no spoilers. You can, you can take the journey with us and not worry that we're going to spoil anything that hasn't happened to the point of the episode being
1: discussed. Yep. And we have the benefit of not doing this live. So if we screw up, we'll just edit it out before we post it.
0: No, we're, we're pretty perfect. Although there are already a
1: couple edits in this episode. We screwed up up like four times. So that was you. Yeah. Yeah, Most of them are me. I didn't even get my own Twitter name right, so that's a good sign.
0: (laughs) Well, we didn't edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, for Genius Cast, uh, I'm Scott Green along with Mike Botta. I'm at who is Scott Green. He is at Michael Botta, B-O-T-T-A. Go forth, watch episode one. Join us back here. Same bat time, same bat channel. Actually, that doesn't mean anything because I don't know when we're going to post this podcast or the next one. But soon, in the next few days, we'll have episode one up, and we're going to keep doing this. Our goal is to get through as many of these as we can through the survivor off season and then finish into the beginning of the next survivor season. So you've got something to keep you company as you wait to see uh, how uh, Caleb Reynolds is going to do in Cambodia. Beast mode. I didn't say I wouldn't spoil survivor, but uh, I, um, it's not a spoiler. It's a cast spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler. He's on
1: it. Beast mode. Yeah.
0: All right. So <laughs> all right. we'll talk to you later. Thanks so much. Fighting.
1: Fighting.